Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7. Happy New Year, everybody. You know, we're starting off the the new year. I'm a little stuffy still. I've been sick for the last few weeks, so you're going to have to bear with a little bit of a, a... a stuffy nose and raspy throat. I'm really excited about this um, first episode of 2024. I have Michelle DeRoche joining me today. Um, For those of you who don't know Michelle, this is going to be a fabulous introduction to my friend and colleague. So Michelle has been professionally and actively researching the unexplained and successfully working in media for the past two decades with her area of study focused primarily in the paranormal, specifically on benevolent hauntings and attachments. She is highly versed in many subjects subject matters within her field and as an extraterrestrial experiencer has expanded her knowledge to include UFO and other areas considered high strangeness. As an international public figure, she is often called upon by the media to advise, create, and consult for television and other related media. She is co-producer to the very popular radio show, The Outer Realm, to which she co-hosts with her friend and teammate, Amelia Pisano. She has a passion for old world, ancient history and architecture to which she is always and continues to excel in. Combined with her love of travel, not only did it lead her on an incredible journey of exploration into locations that she has always dreamed of visiting, but it opened doors to venture into locations that others have been denied access to. She considers herself to be an explorer of all that would be deemed otherworldly. And she credits her multitude of fans with the international community, which she continues to feed her drive for her answers. We're just welcoming Michelle to the show now. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. <laughs> did this did this icky miss your house? This icky cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we've been really lucky. Well, That's you know, so good. Trust me, if I even so much as get a bit of a scratchy throat, I just like chug back the manuka, honey. <laughs> I I thought for sure the it just uh, yeah, the honey didn't do it. Oh no, nope. no. It's on the bottom lucky. of my feet. Didn't do it. <laughs> no, we're we're really lucky. Honestly, even last year, the only cold that I got came from like little man. Little man decides yeah. to just like give me a big kiss and then I was down for three weeks. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, from my granddaughter, uh, she she brought it to the house for sure. It's that age bracket. She's three, so it's the what they bring home from daycare and school, right? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. And then we just, like, suffered. Of course, we don't breeze through it like they do. Uh -uh. You know, we're, like, down for weeks, and they're just, like, down for hours or days. (laughs) I know. It was crazy. I wanted – I mean, you and I are both from northern Ontario, and I've been thinking about that a lot today when, you know, when I was – thinking about the the show and what we were going to talk about and there are so many um intuitive mediums experiencers from northern ontario do you Mm want to can we talk about that oh my gosh northern ontario um i mean for years i mean i come from a family you know of very gifted people so i was very fortunate to grow up in that environment where I wasn't told not to talk about it. I wasn't told, you know, um, like basically I was encouraged, not discouraged. Oh, that's so, so good. 
Yeah, I, it was a really big thing because I was seeing all kinds of stuff. But because of that, also, you know, my my mom had friends who were mediums, so I was introduced into the world of mediums fairly early on, and we would hear about, you know, other mediums and, and so on. Even though, I, like, even as a young adult, I never went for readings or or anything like that. But the experiences or something about up north. I think it's because things are more quiet, especially back then, without aging myself too much. Back in the day, you know. Right, but we're not. <laughs> I mean, we're we're very close in age, and so I. But I don't consider that old. I don't. I'm not. I don't feel aged. I, no, I don't at either. All, but I don't. Um, yeah. But you know, like we did grow up at a time where it was more quiet. And, it was quieter. And you would, you would, I found we would just experience more because yeah. the, the population was smaller, especially where you were out. I mean, we were considered to be more of a metropolis and it really wasn't that much. I know. <laughs> I know. We would, because I remember being snowed in for days at a time, waiting for the plow to get to us. So right. it was days at a time that we would be snowed in. But yeah. I, I didn't know if it's, that whole northern shore, there's so much um, energetic. It's powerful. Powerful is always the word that I go back to. It's the yes. rocks, the trees, yes. the the water. Everything about it just yes. has an energy to it. That's. But you spent time in it. I did mm -hmm. too. And, and but it was safe back then. Like I remember oh, yeah. being eight or nine years old and climbing way up to the top of the mountains behind our valley. And I would see wildlife. I, I would see bears. I remember sitting down eating an apple and on the neighboring mountain, like just literally, which wouldn't have been hard to get to for me, was a wolf, a big timber wolf. And it was just sitting yeah. there staring at me while I'm eating this this apple, you know, and, and I pitched over, you know, part of the apple when I was done. It's like, it was no big deal. No. You know? And it's just like. It's, but, it's very different. But I think, I, I don't. If if it's the the land, if it's relaxing into it, because breath plays such a big part of it, right? Like it it, our it connecting into our intuition and mm -hmm. uh, trusting. It's that mind body connection. Yes. So the more that we breathe and relax, the more we can hear and feel. How you climb a mountain, you sure yeah. breathe in hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, connecting full breath, full <laughs> breath for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I, I am connected. <laughs> yeah, but it it does. It helps us relax into it for sure. It does. And you know what? You really, I don't know about, oh, I'm sure you were because I, your way, there would have been like many of them, but I could connect easily to like elementals. You were aware of their presence, you know, like earth spirits, like they were everywhere. And I also think because of the large indigenous community throughout yeah. the North, the belief system was different. We we're just more relaxed about things, you know, and I have that, you know, also like in our lineage and like, we're just taught not to be weird about things like that. It was a natural thing to, to be around. Yeah. That we're interconnected with everything, the yeah. land, the animals, everything, all of it. Yes. Yeah. So I, I my that. grandfather was intuitive as well too. And I, I, that wasn't ingrained in me though. Like it wasn't something that was um, a part of our, a part of my growing up. It was, it was something that we talked about more when I kind of came out of the closet. So it was, right. you know, I'm sort of the one that's right. 
Right. Charging forward and saying, let's all talk about this because it's been it's in hard. Family for generations. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was always told, like, even though I was encouraged within my family, I was always told that it's kind of like a family secret. You really just shouldn't talk to other people about it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, because your friends think you're just, just bizarre and weird and, and you realize that it's something they use against you as you get older. It's like, that's why I shouldn't have said anything. Yes. Okay. And, right. I, and I think that the fear of not being able to, yeah, the fear of, of, of standing out in the crowd and not being normal whatever normal is, right? Having to conform. So it, it gets, yeah, I know, dumbs, dumbs down. We dumb it down in order to fit in, in order to get through those experiences, especially through school. Right. And then you look at us now, like we're the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you've been able to do that? I get that I a know. Lot. Yeah. And yeah, all I this time, I thought I was a cool kid and had to be an adult to get there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But I think that it makes such a difference for our children and, and grandchildren as well, too, that well, we you know, they understand what the their way. lineage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I think we just paved the way. I remember, you know, my grandfather, my mom's father, um, extensively speaking to my mom and, you know, my aunts and uncles about the family abilities. And they were quite you know, comfortable with it. And then I had one uncle specifically who really took it to a whole other level. And I remember my uncle before he passed sitting down with me and he said, you know, it's just something that got passed around, you know, from your great grandparents to your grandparents. It goes, I took it a step further and, goes, and you've taken it like, you know, 50 <laughs> steps over kill, yeah, but you did yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I like to think that in doing so, that we have collectively, those of us who do work in energy and light work and things like that, or, or working with darkness, whatever the case may be, I think you have to have a big understanding of how light work works to be able to work with darker energies. Mm -hmm. And But I think in doing so, we've opened that door for our children and grandchildren and the next generation to be able to comfortably embrace it. Yes. And like just open-minded with all of it and that there doesn't have to, it's respect, whether right. it's light or dark, whether right. it feels heavy or not heavy, that we have to respect all of it and all of it is necessary. I agree. I agree. Everything has its place, yes. whether you want, you know, you want it there or not. It's yeah. there. Yeah. We're just going to do some hellos here. Yeah. Hi, Julie. Thank you. I'm glad I'm on the mend too. Contessa. Hmm. And then Contessa, is it, I, I could, you don't have to answer the question if you don't want to. My question would be if you, did you struggle embracing your gifts knowing that your mom didn't, was it harder for you to step into it, um, you know, comfortably? That's a I, tough one. It is. It is tough. And I find, um, you know, you and I, you much more than me in, in the public eye, my children stepping back from it, worried that they would have to like hang a shingle on the door and, you know, publicly say that this is what they do. And, and yeah. they have other dreams and goals and, and right. focus. 
And we don't want to do what mom does. Even no. though we have the ability, we don't want to do it. Right? Yeah. It's still a struggle. Well, I hope that, you know, forums like this and, you know, finding a community where uh, you can feel supported uh, is helpful for you. I think that's that's part of it. I find in doing things um, like paranormal television or ghost tours or public events, which, you know, we've both done, um, if anything, it's helped people to have an understanding of what it's about and that it's okay to come out and talk about it. You can do a ghost walk, for example, or a public, you know, paranormal event. I'll use paranormal, you know, in this case, but um, you, you are among friends. You are among other people who have the same interests. It's a safe place to go and communicate how it feels and get other people's perspectives. And when you see yeah. television, a lot of the stuff that I've done, like paranormal survivor, for example, are just that people telling their stories. And mm -hmm. I've always had people say to me, is there, there has to be a way I can give back. I want people, I want to tell my story. So people who are in our situation know that you can talk about it. And there are people out there who will believe you. Yes, it's so important in finding people because we want to feel validated. Yes. And I think letting go of um, or learning to let go, which is really hard, of um, needing our story to be the same as somebody else's story, yes. because it, it doesn't have to be in order to be accepted. Right. It's okay that our story may be different or we have different experiences. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong or it can't be accepted. We're different too. people, right? We, yes. Yeah. In letting go of the comparisons. Yes. I agree. Different people will have or, or see things differently. Their perspective may be different. Their experiences may be different. It doesn't make one less validated than the other. And we don't know. We don't know everything. We'll never know everything. Exactly. We just no such not... thing as experts, people. Remember that. It's true. We it can is. we can deep dive down that rabbit hole and um and, and never hit the bottom. Right. Exactly. So Jennifer is just saying my grandma read tea leaves. I loved what she would do that for me. I love that as well. That's a really uh, probably one of one of the more original forms of of mediumship and sharing mediumship is tea leaves i think that's great my that's what my great-grandfather used to do so yeah, yeah so that i found a newspaper article about um him reading tea leaves and there's this cute little he was um tall slender german fellow with big thick glasses and a heavy mustache and he's just sitting there with his cutie little teacup <laughs> uh -huh. yeah it was so I mean, brilliant great though <laughs> yeah me too but I, I mean it often confused me as to why my family didn't necessarily want to embrace that you mm. know for for me so I think you know helping um letting letting my family also see that a community can be built where it's mm -hmm. acceptable and it's a little more normal it's a little more 
public, mm -hmm. uh, whether we agree with all of the paranormal shows that are on TV or not, they've been long lasting. So yeah. there's something that's resonating for people to whether it's the people that are just coming into it. So it's a good landing spot mm -hmm. until they become more consciously aware and outgrow it. You know, right. there's it's you know, the last 20 years has been huge in progress and letting people find communities within I, the paranormal. And, and I think it's important because, I mean, technically speaking, it's like we, we go full circle. <laughs> Hello, Wayne. <laughs> we go full circle. I mean, if you get into a lot of ancient cultures, you know, mm -hmm. this was not something that was out of the norm. They would use, you know, oracles and seers for advice. I mean, kings would go to oracles yes. and, and for advice. And this, this was a big king, shaman, everything very well accepted. And in many cultures still are, but somewhere along the line, it became a faux pas to believe in it, to discuss it, you know, to practice it, everything. It's just like, everything just comes around. Maybe now we're finally making that lap back <laughs> around where it's like okay to talk about it from my perspective it's a little more okay to embrace religion and spirituality and paranormal like that we can have our toe in all of those and it doesn't have to be right. um so separated because it because it's, it's all out there yeah. hence exploring high strangeness it's just it's not just paranormal i think paranormal is just easier for some people to swallow you know to a degree um than than anything else i've, I've so, had people say okay i can do ghosts but i do not do aliens <laughs> okay and I'm like, i don't know i just can't wrap my head around that i have all <laughs> i have always even when i was young even when i was really young i was like well why not Right. Why why can't there be? Because if I believe this, then why can't this be a possibility? Well, I don't think people realize that they can they actually go together because I'll tell you in I've done I've worked with like hundreds of people over you know last 20 years and I will guess that half of them that started out being paranormal ended up that half of them also were contactees or experiencers, abductees, they and they were having paranormal events because of their um, extraterrestrial experiences. Yeah, I had somewhat of a, a public meltdown this summer uh -oh. over all of that. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> I yeah. Carrie Lynn as a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was not, well, meltdown's probably the wrong word, but it was definitely an existential crisis for sure. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Why do I want to know? <laughs> I want to know more about this. <laughs> it was, I think, I really do believe that, I mean, you were, you were definitely how the, the, this podcast all started for me, right? You were the one that said, why don't you have a show? Come on, let's do this I know. And, and I'll help you come out. And play. Yeah, yeah, come and play. <laughs> and, come out and play. <laughs> and I feel, yeah. you know, everything happens in divine timing with a divine reason. And all of those little, um, ex little and big experiences that I had led me to this, this moment and in having guests 
uh, certain, and then researching for guests certainly got triggered and memories came right to the surface mm -hmm. that we're having to process as far as alien um, uh, contact. That's happened for me. Yeah. But that's how it happens, right? You start thinking back and you realize, wait a minute, what was that experience really? Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then it just goes from there. So I, we're just going to get, hi, Allie. Thank you for joining us. Diane, Adrian, thank you for making it here. I just want to pop this up with, from Wayne as well too, because, because ghosts were once human. And so we can relate to that idea. And even if we don't fully understand it, however, when you introduce aliens, it's difficult because that takes out the human. Yeah you out of the human box i can see that <clears throat> i can see that for sure <laughs> so when you hit your head in the basement wayne i'm i <laughs> divine purpose could be stay focused on your work stay <laughs> grounded in your body no, we can always find a way to twist I, <laughs> I know i know he hits his head and goes thanks <laughs> looking up what are you thinking <laughs> you want to sh share that read it for our audio listeners <laughs> yes um contessa is just sharing growing up i never wanted friends over because of some of the weekly rituals my dad would do sprinkling holy water in the rooms burning frankincense on fridays to clear out the bad energy from the week my friends wouldn't understand any of that but the adult me now wouldn't care what they thought right I, I agree. Some of those traditions would seem a little bit obscure for, for people, but I mean, it makes to me, I would look at your dad as being really wise. Yeah, exactly. And, and understanding that it's important, right? Understanding how we protect our energy, clear our energy, stay grounded in our energy, whether mm -hmm. we understood it back then or not. Yes. Adrian is just sharing many humans were once alien too. Well, you've had a lot of hybrids. We were talking about that on our show last night. <laughs> were you talking about hybrids last night on your show? <laughs> well, we, it, were, well, we it, were kind of, yes. And and we had um, a wonderful guest on. He's a wonderful person, wonderful speaker. And he wrote a book called The Final Nephilim. And we talked about, you know, how Nephilim were essentially hybrids. And we talked about going back to ancient biblical things and how UFOs and aliens were actually very much part of it. They talk about that in the Bible. Yeah. So, and, I, and I said to him, well, says, I'm going to bend your thinking a little bit. And he was a reverend, just really awesome man. And he goes, okay, I like that. I said, okay, we have our creator who is all, who is everything. He's all. And we have mother Mary who is flesh and blood that would make Jesus a hybrid. And he looked at me and he thought about it and he went, yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you have this divine, this, this, this energy, this, we, all we, that is, all that is, you know, this is coming together and he goes, yes, yes, <laughs> that's cool. That would be right. Thank you. You know, so yeah, I mean, it, on different levels. So when Adrian says many humans were once alien to him, thinking pretty much <laughs> many, yeah, at least can, hybrids. Can we define high strangeness? I think high strangeness for me, um, 
I mean, for many, just in research in general, it just shows a blend of things. It's bringing together things that may go from, um, you know, blend taking in some, a little bit of science, a little bit of historical stuff. Then you've got high strangeness, which is things like extraterrestrials, like paranormal and Wayne. And, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it's just a mix of things that maybe are not so easily explained. Cryptozoology. We know that, you know, that there are, I mean, we talked about that a little bit last night. We know that there are, are creatures here, or animals here, or other beings that may or may not have originated here. That just seem like out of this world. Or maybe they were just here for a really long time. Maybe they're using portals. Maybe they're, whatever it is, it leaves a question mark. Yeah, and, and it's out there. I've had remote viewers say, "I saw a dragon. I want to see a freaking dragon." Have you not yet? But you've <laughs> no. seen you've seen things that I haven't seen. But I have definitely seen. I have definitely seen a dragon. Gargoyles. These are gargoyles, all things I've that seen actually. But I've seen gargoyles around you. <laughs> You're not wrong. Another <laughs> story, not for public ears, but yes, yeah. I definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Several of them. <laughs> Yes. So, so yeah. So you see, there are definitely that is high strangeness. Yeah, that is definitely high strangeness. Just things I've, that are right. I've always thought of high strangeness as you know taking the weird and amping it up. High, like taking weird and adding steroids. It's right. like when it's like extra <laughs> supercharged. It's, it's supercharged weirdness. Yes, and yeah, I like that. The, the the stories that you tell at the very end of the campfire. Yes. Late or night. throughout the whole night. <laughs> um, I just wanted to come over here to, to Phil. Um, yeah. I, I'll put both of these up. So uh, Phil's wife, Jen, was actually the winner of the 12 Days of Giving uh, spot that I had um, uh, put up. And nice. she was, yeah, so she was on just before Christmas. So Phil was saying very true. Now that you say that, I just tuned in at the right moment being a minister. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Your comment, Michelle, about marrying God and Jesus made me think as a minister. Thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, there's not really, you know, any other way. It's, it's not trying to be disrespectful in the statement. But I mean, when we look at, at you know, a crossbreed of, of something, you know, that's pretty much what you would call them, right? A hybrid. And I don't know. We have, you know, human female with a very otherworldly, all-encompassing I mean, unless somebody else had, you know, come up with, with another, another idea with it, you know, as to what you would call them, it doesn't diminish the fact of the belief that, no, it's the son of God, but what, who is God? He is all, he is, you know, like, I mean, pretty darn exceptional hybrid, but, right? but hybrid nonetheless. Waiting for the comments. <laughs> I love you all. I love you all. But this is part of why we have the discussions, right? Is, yes. is like being Our open-minded. That was really well received with it. So, you know, if that's any consolation, Carolyn. 
<laughs> oh no, I'm not. I I'm not worried about it at all. I just yeah. like having the conversation and and yeah. looking at things from a different perspective, and that's why we have these conversations, right? Is yes, is yes. just being able to see from a different perspective, and we've not all had experiences. We've not all had that opportunity to have the conversations. Yes. Yes. Oh, good for you, Phil. Ooh, love Phil to is, hear the feedback. Phil is just saying, I'm going to ask this question with some clergy colleagues on Monday. I love, I love that whole perspective. But that's, that's essentially at the end of the day, when you're dealing with high strangeness, it's a lot of perspective and perceptions. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nothing definitive. No. I and I think sometimes we have to have a very um, impactful experience for us. It's almost jolting. We have to be jolted into, and and now we're in the middle of it. So you just embrace it all. Have to roll with it. Learn to roll with it. I agree. Open minded is being is a really good thing. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Contessa's just saying. So aside from seeing spirits. You have also seen dragons and aliens and other beings of sorts. Yes. Yes and yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Aliens especially. Yeah. We're just going to check. Yes. <laughs> Hit the checklist to all of that. <clears throat> all of the above. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and of sorts sort of, in, I would think would, because uh, there's some things I don't know what they were. That, but that's, I think. Interdimensional. Things, yeah, I think things come in and out. This planet is littered with portals, natural vortexes, um, ley lines. Ley lines have ley been lines. the highway of the dead, right? Yeah. They just shoot that energy out. And what comes Stratford, out? Ontario. Burlington. Right is Burlington on? Is it at an intersection? Hall. City Hall intersection. We used to have people from City Hall come on tours and they would tell us the most incredible stories. And we had someone there say, you know, the, the ley lines had crossed and they would just have, you know, she goes, we would look out at any given time, you know, certain times of the year, especially you, you could look out sometimes and just see a spirit walking by. But she goes, one time there were a group of us on lunch and we were looking out the window down to the courtyard and saw all these people in period clothing and horses and buggies all within the courtyard. I'm just like, what? Was <laughs> that an imprint though? Uh, it could be, but there, you know, a lot of things are, are just moving about having their business. Could it be an imprint? Yeah, it, should, it definitely could or just be. a layer over top where they're having their own experience over top of our experience. Anything is possible. That's just it. There's a lot of people have captured some phenomenal photographs there, and they all seem to be from a whole other time. Interesting. Yeah. Downtown Guelph. Oh, another um, one. Yeah, downtown Guelph for sure. There's, I don't, I can't even explain it, but there, there's, I, it has to be a portal door because it's just <laughs> what I saw. I can't even, I don't, a gargoyle ish creature. Mm -hmm. jumping from rooftop to rooftop mm -hmm. and I was not on drugs nor was I drinking <laughs> just right. so that we're making sure that we're clear with all of that yeah oh yeah well there's a lot of of theories with those two I mean you just have to think of Spring Hill Jack 
And there have been a lot of um, people who have, especially Dundas, Ontario. I've had at least two reports from Dundas, Ontario, <clears throat> where there was something, especially in the wintertime, that was springing atop um, rooftops. And then they would jump into the snow and they were hoof prints. Mm. Goatman? Spring Hill Jack? <laughs> Looks like little impish things. <laughs> Right? That's some high strangers for you. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? I, yeah. I, 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 that doesn't scare me. Then I just start looking more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's still kind of cool, though, that this is happening. Yeah. Dundas is a really old community, also. Like, We're really getting, old community. It's like Campbellville. I, it goes back to the darn 1600s. Oh. Uh, let me just, uh, sorry, Todd. Yeah, go let ahead, me. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, let me catch up here a little bit. Yeah. Um, Todd Helka is asking, may I ask what a ley line is? It's an energy line that crisscross the planet. You can actually see maps underneath the them. ground. Yep. All underground. Um, in fact, a lot of it's believed that UFOs and extraterrestrials use ley lines um, um, to be able to navigate. Uh, there are a lot of, well, most most ancient places were built over top of ley lines and places where there's natural vortexes uh, because of the energy that's there that they were able to either, you know, harness for, for meditation or for portals or all of these, a lot of ancient sites like Stonehenge, yeah. for example, go back to Tepe, you know, um, you have um, the pyramids, pyramids all over the world. In fact, these are all power spots. And many of the churches went on as they amalgamated all of these, these ancient, you know, civilizations that they conquered or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, they would go ahead and build their churches over top of that. So the ancients knew where all of these powerful places were. Laura Ash Arnold is just saying Sedona is palpable there. I promise you it is. There's the, there's the, uh, the Red Mountains there. There's the Sedona Vortex there. There's a lot of UFOs. In fact, next week on our show, we're having a guy who does all, he's the go-to person for all like the tours and UFO CE5s and everything. He's the guy that everybody goes to for filming, things like that. So yeah, it's a hot spot. Pete, let me just get caught up here. Yeah. Pete, Isaac, when you have seen aliens, have you ever felt like they were good and wanted the best for you? Or have you felt scared? Kind regards from Pete watching in Tadcaster, North Yorkshire, England. Thank you for joining us. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Well, I mean, do you want to take that one? Or <laughs> yeah. We both can. Yeah. We both can. Um, I would say that my experience was positive. It wasn't necessarily negative, but I'm not going to say that there hasn't been negative because there's stuff that I have not uh, fully remembered, hence my existential crisis this summer. <laughs> so there's, there's definitely something that is uh, creating some big emotions to surface. Um, mm. So not that I am scared. I just needed to be in the right place before I explored that a little bit more. But I would mm. say what I had thought were uh, spirit guides um, are were not necessarily what I thought they were and coming to that awareness this summer. 
Mm. And well, how did you feel about that? That actually was quite positive for me. Good. And mm. then I would say when I was dealing with um, uh, one of my kiddos who's in the autism spectrum, we definitely had an alien. Uh, uh, and I used the term spirit guide because I didn't know what else to say. But right. information that I received came from uh, being not of this planet. <laughs> that was super helpful and right. monumental in my son's uh, progress. I like that. I like that. And I, I agree with ET. They're believed to follow lineages. Um, chances are if you as a child have had experiences, um, so did your grandparents, yeah. great grandparents and going way back, like they follow family lines. I tested that theory because I had had experiences from time as a very young child. I remember looking to the stars and just watching to see things because we were in a valley. There wasn't the big city lights. You would see stuff all the time. And this was long before satellites in the sky, you know? So you knew when you saw something and our family spoke of it pretty openly, but I, it's like I blocked it out for quite some time and started having all these paranormal experiences. But I remembered those cause they got pretty traumatic. And then watching my own kids go through stuff, I was sort of like, so I, I just asked my mother and I said, if you ever had any paranormal ex or uh, extraterrestrial experiences, she goes, oh, my father used to see them all the time. He had a telescope, he'd watch for them. Wow, eh? And she said, and she goes, and I can tell you, she said that I was pregnant with twins. And she goes, your sister had a twin. And when I delivered your sister, there was nothing else. And I thought, did my sister eat her twin? <laughs> one of those things you know that happens sometimes she goes oh that's all i know the doctor seemed a bit perplexed and and we left it at that i was like okay so you know it does go on <clears throat> and i do know there's also telepathic communication and at some point in doing the shows mm -hmm. it's like what you said earlier carrie lynn you know when you're preparing for somebody to come on the show and you're doing a little bit of research about what it is they're going to talk about um I started, you know, having a lot of people who were really versed in being experiencers or, or sometimes there are people from the military just, you know, talk about UFOs, ETs. And I, I learned that if you just telepathically say, okay, you know, I think I'm ready for this because it made me skittish. The whole thought of something coming into your room at night. You know, the boudoir is supposed to be someplace where you feel safe and buzz off, right? But this is where I think people get uncomfortable as well. It just feels like an intrusion. So one night I just said, okay, I think I'm ready. Because I was seeing all kinds of things. And I was just saying, okay, I, obviously this is something that's not paranormal. I was getting downloads because I was being shown images. I would write everything down. Just yeah. So I had a timeline. And um, within literally a week or so, you know, maybe a bit longer, this big flash of light came bolting through the front window and hit the mirror and bounced right back out. But I can go on about just the experiences that were happening at the manor from that point onward where I was said, okay, whether it was during the day, whether it was at night, but the, the telltale for me was when I was preparing to go to sleep one night, I, I was, I was looking over and, and, you know, awake, fully awake. 
And I look, and there's a gray standing beside me. It's so close I could almost touch him. And I just remember, <laughs> you're all brave in the daytime. Yeah, yeah, I'm all ready to go. <laughs> I looked at the thing, <laughs> I rolled over, and I went, nope. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I didn't feel threatened, but I just didn't want to go there at all, actually. <laughs> you know. So not a scary thing per se. I mean, once I realized they were there a lot, but I that finally also just said, shows... let me fall asleep. I don't want to take me right. <laughs> so that also shows free will. Yes. Yes. And I didn't feel, you know, it was my own mindset that if, if I was on edge, it was my mindset because there was nothing realistically in all the experiences that I have recollection of. Um, because I have a collection of, of of being on a ship. I have memories of it. I'm going, where is this? Where does this come from? It's only happened a couple of times, but it was enough that I knew it was there. And then, you know, I, I've had someone on the show one time saying, Oh, I remember you on the ship. I'm like, shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> like, you know, it's a denial thing. <laughs> but I don't remember one way yeah. or another. A little bit of denial is where I was at in the summertime. For sure. Yeah. And I had a ball of light experience like that as well, too, that shot. It was in the bedroom and it was <gasps> seven, nine, 11 years ago. Wow. So there you go. And um, yeah, I had a, a partner at the time. Haven't for the last nine years, but at the time. And yeah. uh, he actually sat straight up and said, what the hell was that? Like, what the hell was that? And like what I did scared him. So that scared him even more. It really right. shifted a lot for us within um, right. things came to an end very quickly because he was well, not that's ready a game or prepared. Changer. Yeah. Do you see what I, this is what, again, we'll come, we coming back full circle to the questions that you would ask and, and comments you had made about feeling comfortable. I, mm -hmm. I think that ghosts are one thing. But two aliens in the mix. It's like, okay, okay. I draw the line at the aliens. <laughs> the people just have a hard time getting their head around it. It goes outside maybe of their comfort zone, the religious belief system, whatever the case may be that makes them feel that way. Maybe their experiences themselves. And Do you think the media plays a factor in that? Movies <clears throat> and um, how, yeah. I think the media plays a part in literally everything whether it creates interest for you whether it creates fear for you and of course you, you know you have the news and talking about disclosure and pumping that up and all these little these little blips of oh it's a tiktok video you know what there's people out there with camera phones that could do better than that <laughs> stop it but now they're being they they say they are um, being more transparent and and releasing more information so the United States was the last one to really be on board from what I've read with disclosure. And as far as I know, they've retracted it now. They don't want to do it. But there's oh. a lot of people pushing for it. And one for of the disclosure. first countries to do it, believe it or not, uh, was Russia. Completely. They just released a whole all kinds of, of their Air Force files with experiences. Um, some countries like Brazil and France never stopped being transparent. Well, mm. about some things, but at least they were giving yeah, yeah. the people something, you know. I think as a as a teenager and moving into high strangeness and and UFOs and and aliens was um, uh, 
I guess late teens. Skinwalker Ranch, and and reading about Skinwalker Ranch and yeah. you know what it was before they called yes. it Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. So, you know, yes. paddle mutilations and there not being any blood and yes, cryptids and all of the stuff that happened there. So that was, you know, there was a creep factor, but a definite interest. Oh, there's something drawing me to this. But I think it's because it has a mix of everything we've talked about. Yeah. You know, it, it, skinwalkers, I mean, they've been seen in Canada even. Like they're, they're, oh, yeah. You know, they're, I think they're just beings that they're everywhere. That's which tells me, you know, Skinwalker Ranch has a lot of, like, at least one big crazy portal over there, at least one that they know of, maybe more. Um, you know, there's UFOs along the Mesa that go in and out of the mountain. I think what we need to ask ourselves is it is this, are they ours being, you know, U.S. military since that's as in, in the United States, or is it theirs? And how are they coming through? I, I typically think that there's a lot of beings that have been here the whole time. Exactly. And dimensional doorways, you know, yes. whether it's, I, I just feel there's a dimensional doorway there some somewhere absolutely and what's underground mm -hmm. with all the magnetic issues that are going on you know i know that, that there have been some rvs that have said that there's a ship there so i i, I yeah i don't i <laughs> i kind of feel there's a ship there but i see <laughs> i kind of feel that there's a ship there yeah i'll say it out loud i'm now on the record it's gonna be in the archives forever <laughs> i know Cameron <laughs> did... didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> i but i have been places have you investigated places i have investigated places where when you stand with a compass that it cannot find a true north yeah like it just spins in a circle yeah. like crazy the the there's something yeah. magnetic that is tossing it sideways. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you always have to look at, I love a compass. You know, they call the compass the poor man's EMF detector. And I love it because- <laughs> Old you know, school works. It does. It works amazing. And, yeah. and when I would do events with kids, I would go to the dollar store, buy a whole bunch of little ones, and they would just have a bloody blast. It was great. But they work awesome. And it's just a matter of being aware of your environment, the same thing as you would with any other EMF sort of detector. Watch your not near power lines, large rocks, for example, mountains, uh, you know, if you, you know, power boxes, anything. I mean, if you if you're in, standing in the middle of a room and there's nothing there that could be obstructing, and the thing's just going wild, you have to think, okay. What did I just walk into or what is coming yeah. near me to create this? And there's a cemetery in Niagara-on-the-Lake that uh, does that as well, too. Like sure is. your cell phone goes crazy, doesn't <laughs> magnetic, mm -hmm. it shuts everything off, anything mm -hmm. with power off. It's it's a crazy it experience is. in the middle of the day, like at noon after lunch. <laughs> This stuff at, is happening at any given time, and but yeah. Niagara on the Lake is dubbed, you know, Canada's most haunted town. Is it the most haunted town? <clears throat> I didn't know that. Most of it is haunted. Well, you yeah. that I knew for sure. I've investigated a lot throughout Niagara on the Lake, and it's it's crazy the amount of activity that's there on so many levels. And of course, you know, you've got Lake Ontario, then you've got 
the Niagara River, and then you've got Niagara Falls. So there's a lot of energy that's being literally amplified because of all the elements that come together, including UFOs underwater. Oh. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Yeah, no, that's okay. Actually, I just, I'll pop this up for you to see. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Contessa is just saying, and in our oceans deep below. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, I'll just pop this up as well, too. Contessa is also saying, I have always thought that our universe is so big that it sounds crazier to think that we are the only ones who exist. I feel there are many, many beings in our universe. I I agree. It's just where people get, you know, sometimes people get kind of closed-minded about, about the planet. And I think, you know, we're most certainly not the first kick at the can here. Um, technology has already shown that there are ancient settlements and civilizations that go back millions of years. So, you know, other beings that were here before us, my guest from last night says, yeah, angelic beings were here before us. Um, so there's something for everybody with respects to ancient civilizations, but they've already proven hands down that Gobekli which is, they found one, one place that's even older now, but was already at that point over 10,000 years old. And they have that in stone. They've got it. They can, they can, you know, go back and check that. So we know there's, there's more there. So to think that, you know, our creator, who is almighty, who can do anything he wants, has created his entire universe and probably more, if we're going, you know, with this belief system, why would he limit himself to one planet, one planet, one little group of people? We are a small grain of sand on a very big beach. Yes, Turkey. Correct. So, I don't know. If I was like that, I'd be creating stuff all over the place. <laughs> you know? And watching how it all plays out. Yeah. I guess. Exactly. But, you know, how do we know that when, you know, some Wayne actually made a really good comment last night. And he, he's like, well, how do we know when Mars, for example, didn't, you know, because it's pretty much a dead planet for the most part. How do we know some beings from there didn't end up here, even in animals? Yeah, I'm I'm open to all of that. When what I was <laughs> Ark really a DNA cedar? Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I had a guest on again, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I had a guest on who talked about um you know that animals reincarnating as humans mm -hmm. uh others um like dinosaurs vibrating off the planet and going to another planet ah. and reincarnating at other planets that we can reincarnate as animals and i had never i had not opened up my thoughts to those possibilities mm. or had that experience in a session where there's like somebody coming back as an animal or anything like that I, i've, just I've not heard had that, that yeah, have that experience I've heard that too that that we can incarnate or they can incarnate in any body they want i've heard that we can incarnate on any planet we want like it doesn't have to be necessarily what, our planet that's what this guest was saying as well too see i think when you're looking at the the realm of possibilities is is pretty great because uh, my answer for everything is we don't know until we get there yeah 
All we can do is hypothesize for uh, I don't, everything. I don't know if I want to get there. Do you mm -hmm. mean, like, <laughs> but isn't it fun? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, maybe I'm saying that wrong. I just know, like, when I go, mm -hmm. I just want to go. Right. I, uh, You're the the little ego chihuahua brain that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> the chihuahua brain is like, yeah, I don't want to come back. I don't necessarily think that I want to reincarnate. But I, I know that the compassionate side of me is like, oh, you want somebody to help you with this lesson? I'll probably volunteer and come back. Oh, anyway. it's always the kids, too. <laughs> You gotta come back with me and do this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got sucker the last time. Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> Eric said that to me. He goes, Mom, he goes, I think I'd like to come back, but I you I won't come back without you. You have to come back with me. Okay, honey. Oh <laughs> here Freaking we are. Kid. <laughs> I know my oldest he said to me when he was four that he remembered me, but when I was his other mummy. Oh, see, that's kind of wiggy, but cool. Yeah, he talked about it quite a bit. And that uh, he's can remember that. Oh, he has said some some very wild things for sure. He has said some wild things. All well, all, yeah, all of them have for sure. But he definitely, and I remember once we were we were living in New Brunswick at the time, and we were driving um from Oromocto into Fredericton, and uh the boys were four and three. And uh, my oldest says, you don't have to be sad when we die. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this comes is like, I <laughs> will just go back to be with God. And we were not, I was not a God person church. Don't even know where that was coming from. And he's mm. like, you know, Ryan and I were friends in heaven before we came here and we decided that we were going to be brothers and we chose you to be our mom. Like, right. Oh my goodness. Lovely, though. Oh, I do too. But I was like, uh, yeah. what kind of mom do I need to be to support this? You right. know, <laughs> like, right. Right. Who's we get pushed husband? into remembering who we are so that we can support them. Yes. I wish I could have more recollection on my own. Like I've had, I've worked with so many gifted people through the last couple of decades. And, um, you know, I've, I've had regressionary stuff done and, and that go way, way, way back, you know, as well as more recent times. And, you know, my daughter and I, I was just like, oh no, you know, she was your mother last time. That explains everything. Right. <laughs> I think that my daughter was too. And I, I, yes, I did cord cutting with her and I was very vocal. We are doing cord cutting right now for all times that you were my mother, for all times that we were your sister's mother. <laughs> right. All when directions, all my dimensions. My daughter was like, I'm the boss. <laughs> No, no, it's me. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Wayne is just saying, I was duped. I should have read the fine print. <laughs> yeah. That's so good funny. company. <laughs> I know that we had chatted a little bit before. Zero recollection for this guy. I can't recall what I had for breakfast. <laughs> Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes I think we don't recall and it's just for our own self-preservation until we're at a place that we can remember things mm. and, you know, for the right, if we're going to go with divine timing and divine purpose and all of that. Right. Right. Eventually, if it's meant to make its way, it usually does. Always. 
you know. It always does. If you are just joining us, thank you for being here with us. You are listening to Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carolyn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 out of New Orleans. And on the show, I have with me Michelle DeRoche from The Outer Realm. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I is super appreciative. I have to be honest. I was like, this is the first day that out of like the last three weeks where I've really felt somewhat healthy. <laughs> so I, was like, I was so glad to be hanging out with a friend tonight. And oh, there is I, like, I knew we'd have fun because we yeah. have fun whenever we talk. So yeah, I, I know originally I had um, when we were um chatting a little bit before the show and I was was thinking about what we could where we could go in conversation um it and talking about high strangeness was the high strangeness and how it gets um uh introduced to us through media through movies and television and even mm -hmm. for the little ones where it starts in animated movies I don't know did you watch gargoyles did you see gargoyles I love gargoyles it was so good. I, I watched sure. it as an adult with my kids. Yes, me too. And Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I love Avatar. I'm a cartoon fiend. I love cartoons. So, Wayne, you're here participating in the conversation. So we could also talk about Hotel Transylvania. Oh, my God. I own both those movies. Because <laughs> they're just fun. I love them. They are fun. And, oh, my gosh, I have... All everything is in there. You've got Frankenstein, you've got werewolves, you've got vampires, you've got I mean everything. What's that to love? I think it's great. Contessa's just saying me too. Cartoons are great. And I, I think it's a way of introducing that folklore into mainstream and um slowly, you know, yes, pulling out some some truth about that high strangeness. I agree with you. I think that they start off really young, but I mean, I let's face it, even as adults, we can watch cartoons and go, yeah, I could see that being a thing. Well, they have to gear some of it to adults to stay through the whole movie with they the kids, do. right? There has to be a, a thread for the adults. Well, I'm going to use one example. Do you remember Fern Gully? Oh, okay. Yes. Like the whole construction thing, and you had the, the fairies just trying to save the forest. Do you know? Here's a perfect example of introducing folklore, high strangeness, with this would be like Norse or Norwegian folklore. Do you know when they were building a highway? I think it was Scandinavia, Norway, somewhere like that. They actually had to halt putting this highway in and because it was a big tree in the middle. And do you know that allegedly this was in the newspapers out there that gnomes were becoming oh. a problem <laughs> for the construction crew. And eventually the highway went like this around the tree. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's right there. I think is a really good example of how, you know, this is, a, this is a folklore thing. This is something that exists. And people mm -hmm. see fairies all the time. And here's an example of, you know, an entire country. Yeah. Who who does that? It's just stop the whole construction of this highway 
until we reach a deal with these gnomes. And that's, that's also like municipal government. Like it's go- yeah. government saying yeah. that this highway needs to be redirected for this reason. Right? You would do it for an endangered species, but gnomes. So I don't know. You know, I, I think a lot of movies and and different shows of the nature you know uh especially cartoons starting off really young because you can get away with more in a cartoon right because if, especially if you're just trying to ease people into it even adults you can yeah. get away with it in a cartoon more so than anywhere else to, to ease people into it cindy's just saying even paw patrol the pups <laughs> all had crystals to give them their powers <laughs> I've not watched Paw Patrol, I have to say. Oh, no. Kids, they love it. The little ones. Lily's, when she started watching, um, she's three. That's my granddaughter. So when she was watching TV and stuff, she was watching musicals. Like Hamilton was her favorite. At six months, she would watch <laughs> Hamilton and rock. And it still is something that she's interested in. But <laughs> but now it's it's different. It, and definitely things like Halloween, the scary creatures, anything like that, don't scare her at all. But anything that has to do with magical anything, mm-hmm. she is her, all over it. That's her old soul in her, I think. She just comes from a time where that was all acceptable stuff. I believe that magic is buried deep within us. There are people who still call themselves magicians. And there are people who study esoteric knowledge, which is from the old mystery schools. Like There's stuff out there that we can't even fathom that talk about all of these type of beings. And, and again, how much does media play into... Um, the fear factor in magic and the fear factor in accepting that as part of who we are naturally. I tell people that all the time that you need to be okay about conjuring and doing spells or anything like that. Cause it's, it's, it's our intention and where we're putting our energy and understanding that our thoughts, words, deeds, and actions matter. Mm-hmm. And so giving it a direction in a positive way so that it's not stewing within us as well too. So we don't overthink. So finding those positive ways, just so we're clear. I think you said the key word though, it's intention. Intention. Everything is intention. Yes. Yes. I think it comes down to even when doing clearings, you know, everybody has different ways of doing clearings, for example, but if there's no power behind the intention, there's no power behind the words that you're using it's just an action okay so i feel like i'm gonna step in a big pile of poo but here we go (laughs) (laughs) i say do it carrie lynn (laughs) it just opens up a bigger conversation when we're talking about clearing because if we're somebody could go in and clear a space out but if the if there are people or the surrounding people are doing other things. It just adds more energy that would have to be cleared again. Right. So, right. I mean, there, it's yeah. always such a big. It's not a one. It's never a one-time no. thing. It's it's a way of life. In my in yes. my opinion, I, I, I contest like his to... father. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it is. But he believes in what he's doing. Yes. People who when, when I'm 
clearing my space, I mean business, and I put out that intention. And I think that's important. Otherwise, it's, it's an action. You know, people who who I've worked with through the years, I'm just like, okay, you know, start cleansing. Do it this way. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Follow through. It's really quite follow simple. Follow through. Really quite simple. But I think television and, and movies have opened up doorways. When you're looking at a lot of these horror movies, for example, um, you know, I'll, I'll use the Conjuring series um, based on a lot of these shows are based on Loosely. real life events and really embellished because in the end, all they want are the ratings. I mean, there's no point making a movie if you're not going to get ratings, you're not going to make money. It costs a lot of money to make a movie. So people, I think, go into situations ex having big expectations. Oh, yeah. And then they go into a place you're like, there's nothing here. <laughs> I'm not even having an experience. <laughs> Does it just happen like that? Right? Yeah. But, yeah, I see that. Uh, too. What people's expectations are. Yeah. Um, yes, because, because, you know, what we see can be grossly exaggerated. Exactly. Right? And Hi, so, Michael. So it's an, it's an expectation. I think that's what media creates and it generates fear. People like to be scared. A lot of people really love that fear factor. They like that those shock type of mm. horror movies. I personally, I'm just like, oh, who's falling down this time? Yeah. <laughs> You're running through the forest. You can, almost, you can almost predict who it's going to be. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, then you laugh. Like for me, the, the, the fear shifts really quick to laughing. Like, Oh, yeah. I end up, I end up laughing out of it. Yeah. But yeah. I was, and I was so, you know, when we were preparing and we were talking about high strangeness and I, I had tossed this idea at you about talking about movies and um, folklore and high strangeness mm -hmm. in movies and how they can take something that, that mm -hmm. has story and plopping it in. And um, so vampires was one. So Wayne, I was thinking about you as well too. So <laughs> like Hotel Transylvania um, and what we do in the shadows. We had talked about that yes. just, be just before <laughs> as well too. So, But you um, see that takes a different edge that, you know, some of the things that you're mentioning are actually lighthearted. Yeah. It's kind of cool too. And I, I, I lean towards that, like in Hellboy. <laughs> right. Hellboy. Hellboy. First yeah. one, not the second one. Yeah. The first one. But yeah. I mean, at uh, creatures and interdimensional beings and, and yes. gnomes and pixies. I mean, we can go to Harry Potter as well, too. I mean, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah. yeah, the tooth fairies, you know. Tooth fairies. I mean, if we go back. Okay, so there's a lot of different movies out there. Let's talk. Let's use fairies, for example. Fairies and were fairies nasty. is the key. Yes. And, they were but, not nice. Mm -hmm. And were some of the fairies aliens, not necessarily fairies. Like fairies got blamed for all kinds of things, like stealing children in the night and being mischievous. Mischievous. And could yes. they have been aliens at the same time? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I I think that um fairies on an average were 
questionable. They weren't as cute as Tinkerbell, but even she had a really big attitude. <laughs> she, very, she was very sassy. But I, I believe um, there is a big belief system that vampires and werewolves and fairies and like if you go back in ancient folklore with the fae, they used to walk among men and they would help. They were known to be able to help. The Druids believed that they would help people. You know, they weren't, but but they also could be really aggressive. So the thing is, is that that people, the point I'm trying to make is people were used to seeing them back in the day, yeah. 2000, 3000 years ago, people were used to seeing them. They were just another race of individuals that were said to go underground. And when the church, of course, had come in, they they moved them underground literally and they just started um you know convincing people that they were evil you don't work with them you don't that's how the whole them. story of hellboy starts see that's how the whole movie is that they yeah. got pushed underground didn't want to be underground anymore see right there have you seen carnival row yes right same idea fairies being pushed underground they had to hide their wings damn so. Dan Beeman is just asking about mermaids. I think it's the same idea. Uh, I think mer people, on an average, um, have come from some pretty the dark depths of our waters and our oceans. I think there's a lot there that we haven't explored. And there's a lot of, I'll just say this, there's a lot of crafts that come out of the water. Yes. There are. Right? So. Wayne is just saying what the church could control or destroy. They made fun of what they could, yeah, made fun of and minimized it. Well, they amalgamated also, though, a lot of of the the cultural stuff and made it their own as well. They would just tweak it to be more along the line of their belief system. But um, they kept a lot of those those things going because it was a matter of trying to keep the people compliant and complacent. And over time, they would weed some of that out, you know? Wow. It's too hard now. There's too many people that are more consciously aware and tapped in in the conversations. It's too hard to keep things quiet for any length of time now because um, I agree. we access information so quickly and share so quickly. Mm -hmm. that. Um, do you think people are more open-minded now too? Yeah. yeah, I do. I think so too. I think so too. And I think those of us, um, actually Michael, um, my friend Michael that, that is hanging out in the chat, him and I were talking about this earlier today too, about um, having a different, we have a different attitude about not being concerned about what other people are thinking as well too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we care about other people. We still are compassionate, but we have, um, we give our power away less to those people who are, are, going to minimize or try to take our power away by um, dismissing or discrediting uh, right. what our, what our truth is. Right. Right. I think so. Um, you know, I would agree with that. I, I think that a lot of there, are, there's a lot that, that has been very, we're suppressed. We're, they, they've kept a lot from us for sure on many levels, but the fact that people are open-minded leads me to this question is it because they want to know more is it because they have recollection of something more is it because you know it be, does it go beyond curiosity you know 
So they just want that change. They just need some answers of some sort, whatever those answers may be. And all, all of the above, who knows, right? And I think every family has someone like us in it. I agree. If you're lucky, you might have two or three. <laughs> and it's a that party. just pushes it all forward, right? Contessa's yeah. is just sharing this show could last all night and we still couldn't cover all the beautiful strangeness in this world. Yeah. And and that's it. There's beauty in all of it, even yes. Even the dark, which yeah. people don't always want to to go to. They don't, but we have we have part of that within ourselves, our shadow selves. You know, a lot of people do shadow work and that's usually with themselves getting to have an understanding of that. Like that, that's a really deep well to go down, but you, you should have an appreciation for it. Well, you can't do whole, you can't be your whole authentic self without doing shadow work. Correct. And, and it is really understanding who you are on, on that whole level. And the shadow work doesn't have to be negative. It is okay. a part of who you are and you can't cut it away. But that's media again, right? Mm -hmm. So media. there's nobody really talks about that. They just talk about what comes out of the darn shadows, right? <laughs> and it, ain't, it ain't those funny vampires all the time either. You yeah, know? but it's so fun to talk about all that stuff. Like even Ghostbusters. Let's just keep, you know if we want to keep it lighthearted as well. No, too. absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I do. I love. So that. okay. Um, Ghostbusters. Let's see, let's go back there because just because it's lighthearted. One of my favorite movies. The like original, one, the very first one. Yeah, I love the very first one. the The very last one, because um, they're coming up with a new one. I thought, sort of spun off after Harold Ramis passed away. Like there was, mm -hmm. they were still able somehow to extend that story from the original movie, and I thought that was really awesome. This last one I liked. Yeah. 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 I thought no. so too. I liked how they incorporated the story. Yes. Um, the original That's... story into it for sure. I like That's it. what I mean. Like the, the like. So if part... we go into the high strangeness in it. Yes. <laughs> how they incorporate high strangeness. Ectoplasm. Yes. Ectoplasm. Exactly. <laughs> Highly strange and cute. <laughs> Highly strange and cute. Exactly. But ectoplasm <laughs> is a thing. And it's a thing, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is a thing. Um, yes. And it's interesting because I didn't really think about it at all. Um, you know, you see images of it uh, when it wasn't real. It was it was faked in order to entice people in, you know, during yes. the height of, of yes. spiritualism. Um, back then when it was first coming out, for sure. Spirit for yes. and all of that. But we're grateful to them because they've pushed us into the worlds that we are in now. I think that was the catalyst. I agree. In the eighties, Fox with, sisters, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, for those who've never been to to Lilydale, it is one of the most incredible places. Um, I have friends who live there. I have been several times. It is really a place that is magical because they have a fairy forest as well. <laughs> you know, they've got portals and they've got. You know, they, they're very into their fairy folk there. Mm -hmm. Wayne, Dale. I actually have your first book. I think I have the first two. <laughs> actually. <laughs> See, but if you want to come on and, yeah, you can come on and we can talk vampires sometime. There we go. 
I'm right. down. I'm down for that. But ectoplasm. So there's a reason why I wanted to to bring that up. Just because, um, I mean, it gets sensationalized with Slimer for sure. But I, I, and I had kind of poo-pooed the idea and was not necessarily open to it, which is what a lot of us do until we have the experience and then we get open-minded to it. So I didn't personally have the experience, but my friend did. And, um, uh, she sent me, uh, she come actually for a reading. It's how I met her originally, like a very long time ago, maybe 12 years ago or so. And, uh, the very first time. And so she brought a picture and the picture was of her fireplace and I was going to send it to you and I, and I didn't. So I'm going to try to see if you can see it, but she had this fireplace and her granddaughter was spending the night with her. And her granddaughter wanted to sleep on the couch and have this little fireplace to fall asleep with. And then she shut off, went to bed, gets up in the morning, turns it on. So it's going. She's watching a YouTube video about the lesser banishing ritual on YouTube as she's drinking her coffee yeah. and not thinking, you know, she said it, it. she didn't originally start off with that. It just sort of like landed. You know, you start watching one video and something else pops up and then something else pops up kind of thing and that's where she landed and then she went out to check on her granddaughter and the fireplace had this black slime all over it wow okay yeah, that's quickie yeah. um see oh what the heck is that wow yeah that is very interesting interesting right that is yeah and when she touched it what did it feel like like is it was it because goo. we were goo Goo. Goo. Okay. Yes. Like oily. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I've learned in this amazing universe of ours is that anything is possible. And that's Agreed. what makes it paranormal. That's what makes it highly strange. Highly strange. Because you yeah. can't, you don't always have an explanation for it. Or there could be five different explanations because five different people have had five different types of experiences. Right. Okay. See? There's no one expert. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. But is that something else? Is media puts labels on everything. And you can't well, label everything. You can't. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. did they, does that happen in order to make it comfortable and easily like more acceptable for people if there's a label to it? I think people, you know, people like structure of some sort. I think you have buzzwords, easy to remember. Oh. Uh, if it's twitch. labeled, then it's accepted maybe. I call it stink eye tight butt. What kind of label is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge of making the labels up anyway? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank no. you. Do yeah, ghosts fart? We're talking pardon? about. Do ghosts fart? Some people will tell you yes. Some people, I've actually <laughs> heard some of an EDP of one. And that's Shush. I I listened to that and went, come on. And he was just like, no, for real. <laughs> So the grade like, four humor in me would be like, was there thermal imaging at the same time? Because that would be really funny. It sounded like one. Interesting. <laughs> oh, all right. Why not? I suppose. <laughs> My question is, you know, 
was it residual <laughs> residual sound or did you smell anything when you got the sound? Like, <laughs> right. But I was like thinking for the obvious, that was my question. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It makes you have a thousand other questions. Sure. I mean, if you caught an EVP and you're standing there and you hear a ghost do that, did you smell anything at the time? Wayne said you had Weezer at the manor. Tell me about Weezer. Weezer was a guy. He was in the middle room upstairs. And he, he I think he had um, asthma or, or maybe a heart condition. Um, I remember investigating initially. And we caught him breathing in the EVP. And he was sounded like he was gasping for air. And he was playing and touching the recorder because you could hear something with it. But Wayne was writing downstairs one night and he could hear somebody going. <gasps> and, oh. Wayne, and Wayne was always good with his spirits. He goes, Weezer, what are you doing down here? <laughs> you know, he nicknamed him Weezer, right? But it just turned out it was this, this, this man who had been staying there at the time. And of course, we, you know, since moved him on. What a struggle to be wheezing for all these years. Do you think that, so do they get stuck in that? If, if there was a belief system that didn't allow them to transition over or they believe that they could get stuck or believe that they, like. Did they yeah. know they were dead? Did they know they were dead? Were they, did, you know, let's, let's explore for a moment um, belief systems back in the day, 1800s and, and prior, you had God-fearing people. So, in other words, if you go cover the neighbor's wife, you're going to hell. So right. Some people are like, meh, they go take my chances and stay here. <laughs> you know, we don't really know. Unfinished business, we don't know we passed, sudden death. Like, there's many reasons as to why, as you know, as to why spirits stay put. So, could it be that he was just really attached to the place? He didn't know it passed. You know, did he die in his sleep because he was sick? Like, we don't really know. At first, I thought maybe residual energy, except he was sort of popping up in different parts of the house and he was playing with the recorder. And I've had mm. spirits do that before. You put it out there, they don't really have an understanding as to what it is. So they're touching it. They just see it. They're touching it. And when he was speaking, it was like really, really close. It was like, <sighs> I was like, a what and, and playing around so there was a degree of intelligence there but he was definitely stuck that's i always find it sad when spirits are stuck move them on as fast as they'll allow <laughs> but it really is like ghost therapy it's spirit therapy yes in yeah. order to get them to move over yes it's not as easy as people think you know you have least. to convince them. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I heard phantom farts in my house. <laughs> when my kids were small, we called it back snorting. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> back snorting. He said, so cold. Adrian is just asking, without a body, how could they be ill? I think it's, it's just the state that they were in, you know, if he was gasping for air, not so much that he was ill anymore, but if he's gasping for yes. air, I remember. And what they believe they will be. Correct. 
I remember um, a woman in my life, very, very uh, close to me. She passed away. She had a condition where um, water gathered in a sack around her heart and it was sort of squeezing it. So she talked like this for a while. And this woman, I mean, she was fully ascended. But when she came through, I remember the old voice recorders, like the old answering machines with the tapes. Mm. She came through and it beeped about three times. And there was music in the background, which confirmed to me that spirits can ride the waves, you know, through ghost yeah, box right. and things like that. And all of a sudden she saw the cats and she used to call them her fellas. And she'd go and all she said was, hello, fellas. Like she talked like she was still because mm. I, I don't know if it's because she was projecting in our time or our realm or whatever the case may be, but she must or sharing in a way that you'll know for sure that that's her. Yeah. Very, very possibly. That's all that it was. Not so much for me because I knew she was sick. She died very suddenly, but she just basically said, whoever goes first, and it'll probably be me. We'll come back and let the other one know that we're here and we made it. But at the time, her son who, who, you know, I was in a four year relationship with, He's the one who came home and caught the message. And he just looked at me and said, you just have to play that message and you might want to sit down. And I'm going, okay, I'll bite. <laughs> right? So I played it and I looked at him and I go, what do you think about it? And he goes, that is my mother. He goes, you need to take that tape and you need to take that over to my dad. And as soon as he heard it, he went, he validated that's Margie. That's yeah. So I think it was more for them because I exactly. would believe it regardless, right? That's what Adrian is just sharing as well, too. But we were saying maybe they imitate their last state of Very being possible. in order to be recognized. Just mm -hmm. um, a valid theory for sure. Mm -hmm. Cheryl is just sharing. I had spirits in my last house when I sold my house the day I left. I opened my front door and I said, everybody out i was afraid they would bother the new owners oh did they listen that'd be a curiosity well i guess you didn't hear from the new owners so <laughs> all good <laughs> right but they're gonna go where this little light of mine is so if they're not being heard they're gonna go to the next light as well too or just amp up until they are heard right yes i believe that as well she said some did Um, Adrian's just sharing spirits do give clues. They play charades as well. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Wayne is just sharing Michelle had dark spirits call her house. Yep, they're all in recording. Play, we've had some play music. We've had uh, been all Adrian, didn't Adriana... Uh, as well too <laughs> oh had, boy uh, that was your vacation not vacation your trip yeah that's when we were all in romania and yeah that's a whole other that's a whole other show but yeah yeah somebody got a little sassy and got followed home <laughs> we always razzer about it <laughs> So I never had problems. And she was taking sassy. The one time she gets spicy and then look I what know. happens, right? I know. I know. Like, why is it you have a problem? I don't have a problem. I was not salty over there. <laughs> but I think if, if you're going to get 
sassy, then know how to correct it, or at least have oh, somebody yeah. in your friend circle, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that happened. I went, I went on for like two years after that. That one had staying power. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Um, Contessa is just saying, did you ever watch the movie The Entity? I have not. Um, and <clears throat> yes. Could, and could that happen? Yes. It was actually based on a true story. And... Um, the woman who was being attacked by, they believed was some was some kind of of an entity, um, went to a parapsychology group at the local university, and they did do experiments where they brought her to the university and tried to to close it in and seeing if they could actually get it to attach. It was a whole series of things, but usually those type of entities are called incubus or succubus. Mm -hmm. Uh, in her case, would have been incubus, and they're, they're very, it's a very, very aggressive haunting and attachment. And when she left um, the university, it, it failed. It was it failed miserably the experiment, and um, she lived with it like that for several years later. So it absolutely can happen. So did it just resolve its? It it used as much energy as it wanted to, and then moved on. How would that? How would what was the closure to that? Well, they were physical attacks. So, um, what an incubus does, it will attack a woman, like essentially. right? I, I understand that, but for that woman, how what would the how did that how was their closure? Um, I don't know that it was closure. She she just there was just no more answers at the time, oh. uh, with, with respects to anybody coming to her aid. So, okay. I, I think it became lesser and lesser. Over time, it wasn't as you know because it would it this this would happen in front of her children, like mm. there was no rhyme or reason. It would just happen, and um, over time it became less and less. But I don't know if it ever phased out completely. I never really followed it through that to that degree. Right. Yeah. Right. If you haven't seen it, Carolyn, you should see it. It's really yeah. It's I, mean, I, I will look. It's it an up. old movie, like probably back from the seventies or eighties, I think. 70s is where all of those movies came out. I know. See, but we talk about movies. And how it affected everybody. Yes. yes. To me, you know how people went crazy over The Exorcist? Yeah. And how, you know, people throwing up in the aisles. You hear all this propaganda. Yeah. Right? Um, the entity, to me, was, was, was just as severe. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, now I'm really curious to watch it because I have my own thoughts about The Exorcist that may not be the same. Yeah, it's a good films. film. Cindy is uh, just sharing. I read somewhere that it takes spirit so much energy to come back to our vibration. It's a lot of work for them to connect. Do you believe that idea? Uh, I believe for some spirits. For some. Yeah, for some. I believe it's, it's very easy for others. I believe yeah. some of our energy um, is older than others. Um, some of us got it down. Some of us not so much. But yeah, it does take a lot of, you know. When I and when I'm tapping in, if they're fully crossed over and they're just wanting to make an appearance to connect in, mm -hmm. it's light and fast and clear. It moves easy. Yes. And when they are not fully uh, transitioned over, it's like slogging through mud. It's 
it's yes. heavier. It's there's it's just a totally different feel than when definitely transitioned Def over. Yeah, I would agree with that also. Small town investigations. Hello, thanks for being here. Um, Cheryl is saying some, some of them crossed over, had one that breaks things like picture frames and light fixtures. Mm. Is there anything else though that goes with that, um, with experiences? Yeah. You and I know exactly where to go yeah. with that. <laughs> I know. I, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've researched, um, ghosts and hauntings for, couple of decades and sometimes you know is it is it because it's fear driven or is it because you know we have a lot going on in our lives but there's a theory of course which has been shown many times with many researchers that young people going through puberty or women especially going through menopause we have crazy energy like we're pretty powerful beings you know i am woman hear me roar it's a thing <laughs> so um, it's a real thing it is, especially yeah. during that time. And we can project yeah. energy very easy. It's called psychokinesis. And we could do telekinesis by, you know, moving things around. But I find sometimes that it's hard. People, it's easier for people to think they've got a really busy or malevolent spirit in the house. And it is for them to think that I am very, I'm a powerful, per, like I'm a powerful being. We as human beings are very powerful. And we can actually project this and manifest you know, footsteps and cupboards opening and closing, hence poltergeist activity. You know, do you ever run into that, Carolyn? Oh, it's 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 very hard to tread into that water when you're asking someone to look from a different perspective and have accountability yeah. for the activity that's happening in the house. And and I find if they are not ready, then they will stop talking to you and just seek out until they find uh, what they want to hear, like until they find somebody that's just going to tell them what they want to hear. So, right. you know, asking those questions and getting to that is sometimes very tricky, for sure. But I, I, I mean, I've experienced and seen it numerous times where it is somebody that has had who is extra sensitive mm -hmm. and and um the activity certainly amps up when it's high emotions as well, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you say a little bit of yoga and therapy and a walk in nature. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But I, I agree also, though, with the sensitivity. It's not easy to tell people. I've taken mm -hmm. to sending links. If you see yourself in this, <laughs> if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. <laughs> sometimes it's just easier, but it's yeah. easier than sometimes in explaining it when you just put something that's just so well. And that's I, worked for me. <laughs> yes, and but I find uh, what I what I have found is they have spoken to so many different people who all have so much fear as well too that the fear just has you know engulfed them. And yeah. uh, so you are trying to talk to them through the filter of so many other fear-based people that they've already spoken to. Right. Which is right. sad. Right. Yes. Sorry, we're just going to... Hi, Julie. 
So Julie Jean Bassett is just Julie saying. was on our show on Wednesday night. She is a pet psychic. Oh, I was just going to. She's lovely. Yeah, she's an animal communicator. I just wondered. Um, yes. Oh, I saw that you were having an animal communicator. I didn't realize it was That's Julie. Yeah. That's brilliant. And she just, she's working. Um, Sean, did she not just finish? Julie, you just finished doing a shaman. Yeah, practitioner I, course I as well too. Yeah, I think she's got one coming up in March, I think. Don't you, Julie? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, there was something. Oh, this is where I was. Sorry, Cadessa um, was just saying is is that what this is? Over fifteen, all the powers come out, <laughs> and I I actually think it's mid thirties. I think that it starts around mid thirties to early forties. I think that a lot of uh, different changes are happening at that point, and and things start happening then. I think it starts with some people, you know, like as children, young girl, they never lose it. And it just keeps hyping up as they go through their waves. Yes. Well, I, I would see even don't like it, it dulls down in order to feel okay and get through the school. And then at those hormonal points then it amps up. And uh, personally, that was what happened for me, for me personally as well. Too. Oh, yeah. Cheryl was saying the activity was in the old house. Now I have lived here seven years and two things have happened. Oh. So there you go. Certified shamanic practitioner. Thank you, Julie, for putting all the proper words in my mouth for me because I was. <laughs> Tongue twister right there. Say that many times. <laughs> I am still uh, cold, flu, foggy brained a little bit. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand that question, but how much time do we have? Because it's a whole other big conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you see which one I'm looking at. I wonder if spirits have Ouija boards or mediums to try and contact us. I don't think they need any of that to contact us. No, I agree. I think it's it's the living that need it. <clears throat> you know. To get out of... Uh, our own way. I think sometimes the tools, you know, are, are just to help us get out of our own way yes. um, in order Especially to. Especially if, if people don't, you don't have confidence in yourself, maybe. But some people who read other people, you know, like, for example, you know, you can just go bam, 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 bam. You mm -hmm. have people, sometimes the living, they need to see something. You know, this is true, right? Mm -hmm. They need the visual. I had a wonderful medium from Brantford. Um, her name was Diane. Um, and she was doing readings at, uh, um, like a psychic fair. So I don't want to necessarily go into the big conversation about those either, but I do believe that if for myself personally, it was a brilliant start in order to get there fast, mm -hmm. um, to hook in fast, to deliver the messages quick and not do the fluff, right. get into all the fluff. Right. So it was a brilliant start for me. And I met her at one of those and she was doing readings in sand, like play sand, just plates of play sand. And you would put your yeah. hand on it. I, yeah. And I, I was like that. Yeah. And she's twisting it and, and reading it. And I, and I went over to her and I said, can you teach me how to do that? And which I was probably pretty bold, but that's, you know, I, I always look at everything like a little kid. It's yes. just a sense of wonder. Look at you with this. Can you teach me how? And she's like, you already know how to do this. And I said, no, I don't. She's like, yes, you do. She said, it's coming from here. Look, you can do this. And she 
put her handprint in it and she passed it over and she said, just do it. I went, okay. (laughs) Moved it around and then it started moving and shifting and the information was coming in. So I I agree. Like sometimes the, the person that's asking for it needs the visual because we all learn differently, right? Some of us get the information visually and need it that way. I agree. Um, I don't, I don't think her last name is Berkeley, but if I remember it, I'll post it up. Um, Adrian is just saying I've met spirits who have more seasoned escorts, friends and family that have gone before them. Hmm. When I'm having to cross a spirit over, that's who I call in as well too. It's friends and family that are that went before them to help bring them over. Mm-hmm. Which is which is helpful as well too. Um, we kind of went all over the place. I know <laughs> that happens. <laughs> I'm good with that. Oh, you know, like when we were talking about um, high strangers, the in, injured uh, injured cold is like the first. Did I say that right? Injured cold. Is that right? Yeah, injured cold. Okay. Um. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> okay. This is all yours, Kirilyn. <laughs> it is a great rabbit hole. So they think that injured cold is a hybrid alien okay. as well, too. Okay. And he was um, Woodrow, um, Woodrow Darren Berger. He was a sewing machine salesman in 1966 and he was stopped on the side of the road and this um, lights, blue lights, he, which he thought was a police car was behind him, but it was a floating. I've heard this story, but yes. I don't know the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, the weirdness and the strangeness to him, I think this is where like a lot of the men in black stuff starts as well too. Right. Right. Um, because he was dressed, uh, similar and he had his hands crossed underneath his arms, but he wouldn't show his hands and he had a permanent grin. So he's known like as the grinning man. And I oh. always see images of like Heath Ledger as the Joker when I oh. think of injured cold, because he had a grin and he, his grin didn't leave when he spoke and he, and the questions be, were like, that would be wicked. what do they call you? And, you know, the, he, he used the term, we, we are not, why are you scared? We are not here to scare you. We are here so that you will be more uh, joyful. So, um, and then there was numerous um, encounters with this injured cold. When, when the fellow asked, when Woodrow Berger asked him what his name was, he said cold. So injured cold um there's see that's i don't know what i would make of something like that but they think he's a hybrid alien so they think it has to do with um but hybrid aliens can be like your next door neighbor (laughs) it's like this guy sounds like (laughs) yeah that sounds kind of wiggy like you know that's just like he had a fixed smile um, yeah. on his face and the smile didn't move. And he had short cropped hair that was slicked uh, right back. And his skin was very light is, is what the reports are. Maybe the vampire. I don't know. I don't know, but there was more than one report and it was in the 1960s, right at the height of all of the UFO 
Right. See, right there. I love high strangeness stuff. I love all of these crazy beings that people see. People have seen vampires for real. The Count St. Germain. This traces goes back to way like in the 1400s, all the way up until the 80s where they believe he was in, you know, when he was in New Orleans. The same face, he never aged. Oh, See, and and you know, Joe will tell all kinds of stories that there are places in New Orleans where people see like vampires. So, do we manifest it because we believe in it so much? Are we putting that energy into it that we are creating it because we like all a collectively, yes, yeah, like a topa, like Sunderman, yes, right? Sunderman, the whole idea of Sunderman was put together in a chat room, and all of a sudden. There started being sightings of Slender Man all over the place. And, and the chat rooms would give him characteristics. All of a sudden, the sightings, he started manifesting certain characteristics. So let's go a step further. <clears throat> Santa. Oh, yeah. Is Santa a freaking topa? Because there are stories, really crazy stories, where Santa is so friendly and jolly when he's when when people, you know, he's shown up in somebody's house, for example. And people wake up and see him, like even adults. And he looks at them, scowls at them, like, what are you doing up? I don't know. <laughs> Go back to bed now. And they've seen him show up in the middle of a street with this big bag. And mm. so I don't know. Do we manifest that as an entire collective? I think so. <clears throat> yeah. I believe that we can. I believe that. I mean, we can't say that we are powerful manifestors and then say, but we're not responsible for having created those. Right. I agree. Comes back to accountability as well, too. That's why I'm I am always like it when my thoughts go in a not nice place, I'm like, clear, cancel, and delete. Thank you very much. <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> clear, cancel, and delete that. We're just gonna roll that back in. <laughs> As fast as I put it out and hope that it comes back fast. Uh, I don't see you not listening. La, 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 la. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. No, it, it's, it is crazy. I think we have the power to do a lot of stuff. So uh, have you seen the animated movie Rise of the Guardians? Yes. I love that movie so very much. But again, this it's about belief. It's about if you believe you believe in in the nightmares so you can make your nightmares come true you know you have to believe in the easter bunny or he goes away you have to believe in in santa or he goes away like i i love that movie i think yeah. i love that santa's a big russian <laughs> as well too santa's a big russian <laughs> big <laughs> russian yeah. dude how about krampus that krampus movie was pretty darn compelling did you see how they ease us into it? But it brought it <laughs> mainstreamed Krampus and it, it brought that to the forefront, right? It does. It does. Um, Polar Express. Yes, that's another oh one about God, we have to believe. man loves Polar Express. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> I think you know the realms of possibilities when it comes to high strangeness is really it's vast. You can go in so many directions with it. I think we are left hints every single day, whether it's in media, whether it's in, even in the history books to a degree, you know, yeah. if you delve for it, you will find it. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you for being on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I love this. The, was uh, fun. 
bouncing of ideas and I love how interactive your chat room is as well. Makes it so much more fun. It was not um, that you're not fun by yourself. Here, <laughs> you oh, are. I was not, <laughs> I didn't, I was not sure how fun this was going to be. I was, um, uh, doing my, doing my, like I said, it's the first time I really got dressed. <laughs> well, we know I, I got talking enough for four today. people at least. So we're good. You could just kick back and relax. <laughs> <laughs> I have probably been snoring so bad with this cold. I've woke the neighbors up on both sides. I'm sure <laughs> that's how bad this little bit of business has been. <laughs> it's we, okay, girl. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't even gathered as a family. Like you know, we were just so sick that we haven't seen anybody. We haven't really had a oh, Christmas no. dinner. We haven't done anything. Well, that just makes room for another gathering. Yes, yes. I said maybe we'll do a Christmas in July and just make it like super fun. We'll just <laughs> yeah. pick a date, right? much better weather yeah for sure thank you everybody that was participating in the chat who tuned in and listened to us live uh thank you to the united public radio network and the ufo paranormal radio network 105.3 and 107.7 uh new orleans and next week on the show i have uh deborah hackett jones who is a medical medium and we're going to be talking about all the market energies uh that we've been feeling like this illness, how lots of us have been going through that and some of the things that we can be doing to uh, stay grounded and, and move through this with a little bit more grace than ease than what I did. <laughs> so, more so than others. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I, I do pretty good. I do it to myself. I just, just slept a lot. Yeah. But that's how you get over it, right? Yeah. 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 Two weeks. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for being here, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Good night. Bye.